Good morning. Today is April 8th. It's Monday. And I have a quote of the day from Barbara Kingsolver. She's an American novelist. She was born April 8th, 1955. And the quote is this. Pain reaches the heart with electrical speed, but truth moves to the heart as slowly as a glacier. And that's your quote of the day. Today's horoscopes for April 8, 2019 by Linda C. Black. Aries, today is an eight. Writing and creative projects blossom. It's easier to concentrate. Brilliant ideas abound. Your heart and intellect are in alignment. Avoid distractions and illusions. Everything seems possible. Taurus, today's a nine. Profit through communications. Monitor to maintain positive cash flow. A lucrative door opens. So move quickly and grab it. Imagine even greater successes while staying in action. Gemini today's a nine. You're more assertive today and tomorrow. Verify the investment of time and money before launching into a new personal project. Discover a stroke of genius. Cancer, today's a six. Finish your work in private over the next few days and slow it down. Avoid controversy or fussing. Consider options before making a decision. Set long-range goals. Leo, today's a nine. Teamwork gets the big job done. Communicate with your community, invite participation, ask for what the project needs, and share resources and valuable information. Virgo, today's an eight. Pursue professional opportunities, sign contracts, and launch creative projects. Keep to practical priorities. Work could cut into your personal time, so make it worth it. Libra, Today's a seven. The news could affect your travel plans and expand your horizons. Make long distance connections. Resist the temptation to spend frivolously. Reach out and explore. Scorpio, today's an eight. Communication benefits your shared finances. Stick to the basics. Coordinate your efforts for a common goal. Avoid wasting money. A rush job could interrupt scheduled programming. Sagittarius, today's an eight. Compromise and work out solutions with your partner over the next few days. Coordinate your efforts for greater ease. Encourage each other and collaborate. Capricorn, today is an eight. Physical action gets results today and tomorrow. Address an uncomfortable situation head on. Use finesse rather than force. Practice for gentle strength and ease. Aquarius, today's a seven. Romantic illusions could dissipate. Things may not be as they seemed. A temporary clash between love and money could erupt. Inspire another with your example. Pisces, today is an eight. Home improvement projects benefit from physical action, communication, and creativity. Avoid reckless spending. Clear clutter 
and toss the unneeded. Nurture your family. And these are your horoscopes for April 8th by Linda C. Black. Here is today's birthday horoscope for April 8th. Strength grows through diversity, especially this year. Professional growth comes with consistent action. Discover hidden gold. Home renovations and upgrades nurture your family this summer before your work calls you in new directions. Next winter brings professional accomplishments that inspire domestic changes. Explore, savor, and discover. If you are born today, you are a true pioneer with exceptionally strong business sense. You've little patience for slacking off and slowness. Quick-minded and generally thorough, you're also very independent, rarely asking for help, and this trait can lead you to feel lonely at times. However, you are quick to help others if they sincerely need a hand. You make an excellent manager, and while you like to lead or do things on your own, you are not arrogant or overbearing. Famous people born today include Mary Pickford, Betty Ford, Julian Lennon, Barbara Kingsolver, and Patricia Arquette. Happy birthday, Aries. Today in Rock, April 8th, 1961, Britain's BBC Radio bans the song 100 Pounds of Clay by Gene McDaniels because it has a reference to women being created from building materials which the network considered to be blasphemous. Okay, in 1963, John and Cynthia Lennon became the proud parents of a baby boy who they would name Julian after John's late mother, Julia. The lad would grow up to have a music career of his own, and we know those top 10 hits, Balot and Too Late for Goodbyes. 1964, the Supremes record Where Did Our Love Go at Motown Studios in Detroit, and that song would become the first of their five straight U.S. number one singles. In 1966, the Righteous Brothers would reach the top of the Billboard Singles Chart for the second time with You're My Soul and Inspiration, and that was a number 15 hit in the UK. In 1973, Gilbert O'Sullivan scored his second UK number one with Get Down. He reached number seven in the US. In 1978, Eddie Money saw his first US hit, Baby Hold On, enter the Billboard Chart where it would reach number 11. Well, he would go on to place nine more songs in the top 40. 1985, American songwriter John Fred Coots, who wrote, co-wrote Pat Boone's U.S. chart topper Love Letters in the Sand, as well as the children's Christmas classic Santa Claus is Coming to Town, died at the age of 87. In all, Coots wrote over 700 songs. 1989, 26-year-old David Hirsch replayed 59-year-old Dick Clark on American Bandstand. His debut also marked Bandstand's move to the U.S. cable network from national syndication. And Clark, of course, had been the host of the program for 33 years. 
1994, the RIAA announced that Pink Floyd's 1973 album, Dark Side of the Moon, had become the fourth biggest selling album in U.S. history and had passed the 13 million mark in sales. Dark Side of the Moon has sold more than 25 million copies. And on this date, an electrician hired to install a security system at Kurt Cobain's residence finds the body of the 27-year-old Nirvana frontman lying on the floor of a room above the garage with a shotgun on his chest and a suicide note nearby. Not everyone was convinced his death was a suicide, and the mystery of Kurt Cobain's death is still a hotly debated topic today. In 1998, the Rolling Stones guitarist Ron Wood was exploring islands near Rio de Janeiro in a small boat when one of the engines caught fire. He, along with 10 other passengers, were rescued when nearby journalists came to their aid. In 2000, Santana returned to the top of the U.S. singles chart for the second time in six months with Maria Maria, another track pulled from the Grammy Award-winning album Smooth. In 2010, Malcolm McLaren, best known as the manager of the Sex Pistols, died of cancer in New York City at the age of 64. In 2013, Annette Funicello, who had two U.S. top 10 singles, Tall Paul in 1959 and Odio Mio in 1960, died from complications of MS at the age of 70. She rose to fame for her TV role, of course, on the Mickey Mouse Club and those six beach party movies with Frankie Avalon. 2014, a documentary that chronicled the history of one of the British Invasion's most popular bands called the Dave Clark Five and Beyond, Glad All Over, premiered on PBS Great Performances. 2015, People Magazine reported that Barry Manilow secretly married his manager, Gary Keefe, sometime during 2014. Publication sources said that Barry and Gary invited 20 to 30 guests to Manilow's Palm Springs house under the guise of a luncheon, which of course turned out to be a wedding ceremony. In 2016, Chicago, Deep Purple, Steve Miller, and Cheap Trick were among the artists inducted into Cleveland's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at a ceremony in Brooklyn, New York, Barclay Center. And that same year, Bruce Springsteen canceled a concert in Greensboro, North Carolina, to protest the state's passing of the controversial Public Facilities Privacy and Security Act, also known as the Bathroom Bill. The act said that transgender people must use restrooms associated with the sex noted on their birth certificate. You know, my dog used to chase people on a bike a lot, and it got so bad, I finally had to take his bike away. So today is a very sad anniversary when they found the body of Kurt Cobain and the suicide and many people did not want to believe that Kurt would have done something 
so tragic as to take his own life. But the controversy rages on. And as recent as May 16th, 2018, there was a court case. And The Guardian published the results of that where the court ruled against conspiracy theorists and bid to release Kurt Cobain death photos. And apparently Richard Lee sued the city of Seattle to release photos of Cobain's body, believing the musician to have been killed by government officials. Which, of course, is a very strange premise in this day and age anyway. Um, Much more believable back in the day of the Cold War and everybody was a communist but the fact that Kurt Cobain would have been a target is very odd an odd premise anyway a Seattle court ruled that photographs from the scene of Kurt Cobain's death would remain sealed from the public in 2014 conspiracy theorist Richard Lee had sued the city over the release of the images believing them to support his long-held view that Cobain was killed by government officials. Cobain's death on the 5th of April, 1994, was ruled a suicide. Court documents stated that the images depicted Cobain's body as it lay in the family residence after he was shot in the head. The Court of Appeals ruled in favor of Cobain's widow, Courtney Love, and daughter, Frances Bean Cobain, who sought a ruling permanently enjoining the city from disclosing, disseminating, releasing, or distributing any death scene photographs not previously disclosed, the blast reports. Lee lost his original suit in 2015 and filed an appeal in 2017. Cobain's next of kin have previously testified in the case. Love has described his death as the most traumatic experience of my life. It left me physically distraught, and I continue to suffer emotionally from the loss of my husband to this day. His daughter testified that she had no memory of her father, but has had to deal with the trauma of his death her entire life. In April 2016, Love gave a statement accusing Lee of trying to exploit Cobain's death which he claims to have been investigating for more than 23 years. Love claimed that Lee stalked and harassed me, my family, and my friends for many, many years. On one particular occasion, Mr. Lee even filmed himself chasing a limousine for several miles that he thought I was a passenger in. Mr. Lee's actions make me fear for my safety. Seattle police have previously made available photographs of the gun that Cobain used to kill himself, along with less explicit photographs of the death scene and its aftermath. On the 20th anniversary of Cobain's death in 2014, Detective Mike Szynski reviewed the case files and said he found no new information to change the police conclusion that Cobain took his own life. He did find four rolls of undeveloped film from the suicide scene. After releasing two of the images in 2014, police did release 34 additional photographs taken at the scene following numerous public disclosure requests. But I think what this comes down to is 
it's hard to believe when someone you know a certain way commits suicide. And that could be anyone in your community. Never mind someone as known and um, worshipped as Kurt Cobain was. It's kind of devastating, and people can't really come to terms with it, but suicide is still pretty mysterious. If uh, we could prevent it better than we do now, um, we wouldn't be having a discussion about suicide at all, but unfortunately, there are signs that are very cryptic when someone's about to commit suicide. And unless they verbalize that they have the ideation at all, you generally do not believe the person is going to commit such a heinous act upon themselves. Never mind, you know, with a shotgun or, you know, something so violent. So, I think at this point, if there was something that would come to light, we wouldn't have known at this point, 20 years, 23 years in, and you have to kind of question this person, Mr. Lee, who's being so tenacious uh, about this, because uh, I wonder about the quality of his mental health that he is so obsessive to find, um, you know, a conspiracy plot and bring it to light. You know, the evidence is not good enough for him. So actually, somebody should be checking in with that guy. All right. I want you to have a great day. Have a great Monday. I think it's going to stop raining here. That'd be great. And maybe I would feel better because, geez, I have been so sick for the last 10 days. And I don't know if it's like sick plus allergies. It's so hard to tell this time of year. Hope you guys aren't suffering um, through allergy attacks as well. But anyway, have a great week, like I said, and I'll see you next time. Bye.